This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Yesterday on the program, though, we had a really interesting conversation about bullying. We spent some time chatting with the dad in Jasper, who's now actually been charged by the RCMP with assault and uttering threats. After he went and confronted two of the young bullies that had been relentlessly bullying his young daughter. As he admits, he grabbed one of them by the coat, uh, and he was very uh, forceful in his language in encouraging them to immediately stop the bullying of his daughter. Now he's in trouble with the law. Did he overreact? Should he have taken matters into his own hands? I think there was a lot of sympathy for the father, especially given that he had tried to let the system deal with it. He brought it up with the school, the assumption that, you know, with all the pink shirt days and the zero tolerance, that surely the school would do something about it. And that's the frustration, that maybe schools aren't doing as much as they should. And maybe all of this talk about zero tolerance isn't working. So that's the question I wanted to explore here. Is our approach to bullying working? Granted, there's a lot more awareness about the problem. That's an important step. But if our actual policies are ineffective, we're not really accomplishing a whole lot. Uh, I wanted to reach out to an expert we've spoken to before about this. Uh, he's written a lot on the issue. Uh, Izzy Kalman is his name. He's a school psychologist, been in practice since 1978. He's the author of a blog called Resilience to Bullying. You can find it at bullies2buddies.com. That's the number two. Izzy, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on again. Right, and, and I'm sure you've heard stories like this, that, that frustration where, where kids or their parents are kind of at their wit's end, that they're well aware of the problem, it doesn't seem like anything is being done about it. Did you hear that a lot? Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, there are tons of stories in the media about people who took matters into their hands and they told off their children's bullies and they got in trouble for it. I see so many cases of parents suing their schools because the schools are supposedly doing nothing to make the bullying stop. But it's an illusion. The reason it's getting worse is because the schools are getting involved. Well, explain that. Why, why would that be? In, in all of these stories, in the news stories, you only get one side of the story. You get the side of the parents who are complaining. And I'm sympathetic to them. They're justified in complaining. But the schools are not allowed to publicly give any details. So the parents and the parents' lawyers say whatever they want. They can go into any detail they want. And the school can't really defend itself. But they say, we're following policy. You know, we have a zero tolerance policy, uh, and we're following it. Uh, but everybody believes the parents because the assumption is that if the school did something about it, the problem would be solved. But just because the school gets involved, it doesn't mean it's going to get better. Right. We, we assume that, that if there just needs to be the will, that a school can make it go away immediately if it just has the will to do so. That's right. But it's, it's irrational. You can't just make a problem disappear because you want it to go away. But this is what happens. Let's say you and I are kids in school, and I don't like the way you're treating me, so I tell the school. And now the school has to investigate what happened. And they call you to the 
bullying coordinator's office or the principal's office and they accuse you of bullying me, are you going to say I'm guilty? If I if you get sent to the principal's office for bullying me, are you going to admit that you're guilty? Right. No, nobody is. I mean, maybe the argument is, well, with, with social media, if there's, you know, evidence, clear evidence that you, that's you on Facebook or Instagram and that's what you were posting about so-and-so, is, is it a little more cut and dry, though? Yeah, sometimes it's obvious, but it's not always obvious where it's coming from. But let's say you do it in school. You know, you pass me by in the hallway and you call me a bad name every time. So you get sent to the principal's office or even... If it's online, you're still going to try to justify yourself, and you'll say, I started, and you'll try to blame me in some ways. The normal thing is for you to defend yourself and, not, and to try to blame me. So now you're angry at me for telling on you, and you tell everybody I'm a snitch, and now everybody hates me. And instead of the school making things better, now it's getting worse. But since everybody thinks that if the school gets involved, it has to get better, well, since it's getting worse, the school is probably not doing anything. But they are, but what they're doing makes it worse. But bullying has become the number one social cause in the world. It's the leading cause. Everybody's concerned about it. Kids in school are being taught how terrible bullying is. Parents are being taught... People are being taught you have to stand up against bullies and fight for victims. And if you're a parent, you have to stand up for your child. So parents like this father go to the school, you know, demanding uh, justice for their child. And the school gets involved. Things get worse and worse. So the other kids are telling the child, go kill yourself. And the parent thinks the school isn't doing anything because the problem is continuing. And then the parent gets desperate and decides to talk to the kids on his own and then he gets charged with assault for uh taking on other people's children right and it becomes a serious situation and so none of this is to say that it's hopeless that we can't address the problem i think your point is maybe we're going about it the wrong way what what has proven in your view then to to be an effective strategy What, what should we be doing exactly the absolute best way and also the easiest way is to teach the student body what do you do when somebody is mean to you they're not almost everything they're being taught is don't be mean to anybody it's terrible to be mean it hurts them it can destroy their future it can destroy uh their academic performance it can turn them to to suicide but we're not, they're not being taught, well, what do you do when somebody is mean? What do you do? So what they're being told, told to do is go tell the school staff, tell the teacher, tell the principal, go to the police if necessary. Our kids are being told everybody has to protect you. You're a victim. You can't solve the problem by yourself. So what kids are being told to do when they're being bullied doesn't work and tends to make the situation worse. But if we were to teach the kids what to do when somebody is mean to you, don't get upset. Treat them like a friend back. It can be taught to them very easily, but but they're not being taught. So 
We'll explain that a little bit further then. So when we teach kids how to deal with bullies, what does that involve? The, the reason somebody gets bullied, meaning picked on over and over again, is because they're getting upset. Nobody gets bullied if they don't get upset by it. So kids have to be taught how not to get upset by it. Many people think, oh, that's impossible. How can you teach a kid not to get upset by bullying? But it's possible. I've been doing it for four decades, and I can show you. Uh, uh, Rob, let me demonstrate with you over f- for the audience. Uh, but first, I'm going to do it the wrong way. <laughs> I always demonstrate two ways. I want you to say something really mean to me, even about my mother. Uh, you can say, say something really mean to me. Uh, you are just a big, stupid jerk, Izzy Coleman. I'm not. A, I'm not a jerk. I'm not stupid. That's the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, if the do comes naturally. When I answer like that, what do you feel like doing? Uh, doing more of it, right? Okay, just act it out a little bit. I'm not a jerk. I'm not stupid. You shut your mouth. Right. Well, yeah, well you, you really are a big, stupid jerk. What are you talking about? I'm smart. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm smart, and I'm certainly not a jerk. Right. It just perpetuates itself. Okay. Yeah, it's going to get worse. You're going to yeah. dislike me. You're going to keep on picking on me because you're making a fool out of me. Now we're going to do it again. And this time, instead of treating you like an enemy, I'm going to treat you like a friend. And there are many ways to do it, but I'll just demonstrate the way I like the best. Start again, Rob. Okay. Is you just a big, stupid, smelly jerk? Well, I, I think you're really cool and smart. <laughs> well, that's uh, not what I was expecting. But is that is that really going to diffuse the situation? Didn't I diffuse you? Well, but I'm not. Did you I'm not. Feel a, like I'm being not being mean again after I said that. Well, but I'm not. I'm not mean. I'm. I'm nice. I was. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but. The first time you felt like being mean back because I was mean to you. But I said, shut your mouth. Uh, don't call me a jerk. I wasn't being nice to you. So now you feel justified being mean back to me because I was just mean to you. But if you're mean to me, but then I say, well, I think you're cruel and smart. It puts a smile on your face and you don't expect it. And, but I make you feel good and you're not going to want to be mean to, get to me again. But even if you are, I'll do it with you the same way. I don't have to get upset just because you're calling me a stupid jerk. Well, okay. Yeah, but that that's one situation. Look, we had some people sharing stories yesterday of how, you know, my kid was getting bullied. We dealt with it. They're actually friends now. It does happen. But obviously, when it gets yes. to the point where, you know, a group of people are telling so-and-so to kill themselves, it's kind of well past that point then, isn't it? That's when it's gone really far, like in the case in the the current story. Uh, We didn't hear the school side, but I guarantee you, if the school does have a chance to talk about what happened, they will say, we've been trying to help, we've been involved. They won't say we weren't doing anything. They were involved. I'm sure you'll find out that's the story. But this went too far because what the school has been doing makes it worse. When the school's 
gets involved and going after bullies. Now those alleged bullies really want their victims to kill themselves because they got them in trouble. But if you taught kids at the beginning of the school year a few short lessons about how to deal with somebody being mean to you, it doesn't escalate. It, no, it never gets to the point where kids tell the other kids, oh, go kill yourself, because they're not angry at the kid. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess you, you've seen this, right? It, it's not just hypothetical. You, you've seen this in action. See, I, I, right? I, I've been teaching it for 40 years. Yeah. And I've been, I've been teaching this kind of professionals. I have had at least 50,000 mental health professionals and educators at my full-day seminars in which I teach this stuff. There are schools that are teaching it. There are professionals that are using it with their clients, and most kids get it. But let's take a step back further, though. What's, what's causing the bullying in the first place? Are human beings angels? Probably not. No, we're not angels. Sometimes people are mean to us. Sometimes we're mean to people. You know, we're aggressive creatures. Now look at the news. It's full of aggression. We're, warfare has always been part of our history. People marry their soulmate, and before you know it, they're fighting and angry, and they want to get divorced. Human beings are not angels. And there's, uh, everybody has a desire for dominance. Some have it more than others, but people want to be on the top and not at the bottom. So if you can get me in a situation where you're upsetting me, you're defeating me because I don't want to be upset. So if you're defeating me, you have a sense of power. You're winning, and you're going to keep on doing that. And it's not a conscious thing. You're not telling yourself, oh, you know what? I have a desire for dominance, and now I'm uh, I'm." Uh, dominating Izzy, and this feels so good. There's no conscious process. But if you can upset me, uh, it makes you feel good. Plus, I look, I, love, I look stupid when I start getting upset, so you really enjoy picking on me. It's human nature. Now, today, everybody is having a ball uh, with Trump. Everybody's calling Trump a bully, and they're blaming him for increasing bullying in society. But everybody is bullying Trump. The news media love to bully Trump. They look for stories that, in which they can say nasty, terrible things about Trump. Now, they may be true and they may be justified, but they enjoy doing it. Well, it's fascinating. Uh, Izzy, we got to leave it there. The website is bullies2buddies.com. Great talking to you once again. Thanks so much for joining us here. Okay, thank you so much, Rob. A pleasure to be on the show again. All right, take care. There you go. Izzy Coleman, uh, school psychologist at BulliesToBuddies.com. So an interesting take, right? And already getting some texts saying, what is this guy talking about? But he says he's seen it in action. I think the, the broader point here, that what schools are doing now maybe isn't working. The pink shirt and the zero tolerance and all that stuff isn't proving to be effective. So why is that? Why is the bullying happening? How do we need... Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.